Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hey, what's up, everybody? Conrad and I are asked many times, when are you guys going to come out and do another live show? Got great news for you. We're going to be coming to Wayne, New Jersey at Turf City Indoor Sports Center on Saturday, September 28th at 3 o'clock. And we're going to be there as part of Go Professional Wrestling's Go Big or Go Home event. That's right. We're going to start at 3 o'clock. The wrestling's going to start at 7 o'clock. Conrad and I will be there from 3 to 7. Got a meet and greet scheduled at 2 o'clock. And we hope you will join us. Wayne, New Jersey, the Turf City Indoor Sports Center, as part of Go Professional Wrestling's Go Big or Go Home event. So come on out. Enjoy some great wrestling. But before you do, don't forget, Conrad and I will be there live with our state show. We look forward to seeing everybody. And hey, you're probably wondering, how can we get tickets? Well, that's very simple. Go to this website, TonyandConradLive.com. That's TonyandConradLive.com. It's what happened when live. Saturday, September 28th at 3 p.m. The meet and greet for VIP start at 2 p.m. What happened when live on the 28th of September at the Turf City Indoor Sports Center in Wayne, New Jersey. Get your tickets now at TonyandConradLive.com. And we look forward to seeing all of our great fans of What Happened When. Hey, before we get started, everybody, I need to tell you about StarCast on Fight. I can't believe that it's finally here, but we have just announced CM Punk. He'll be back in the wrestling space for the first time in a long time. Gosh, I think like five years, more than five years now. And I'm sure he's going to have a lot to say. So not only will he be at Starcast for meet and greets, but he's going to have a live panel and you can watch live at Starcast on fight. And we should also mention that when you order Starcast three, how about this? You also get Starcast one and two included in your purchase price. You'll get 11 live shows on Starcast three, but you'll also get all the shows from Starcast one and Starcast two, but there's lots of other great stuff on fight as well. How about Game Changer Wrestling this Friday night, July 26th. It's uh, coming to you live from Asbury Park, New Jersey. They tell me the main event is Nick fucking Gage taking on Orange Cassidy. You don't want to miss that one. Uh, that's on fight for $13.99. You can also get Samoa Joe, the missing matches the very next day. That's happening on Saturday, July 26th. That's only 10 bucks. And I don't know that everybody listening to this knows that fight has free TV every single week. So whether you're into ring of honor or Rocky mountain or IHW, there's tons of promotions who air their wrestling product for free every week at fight.tv. Or if you're like me, you can download the fight mobile app for free in your favorite app store. So if it happens, it's on fight, check it out. Fight.tv or in your fight app. Thompson. Jim Crockett for 
Arcade, 605 NWA, TV title, Cajun Omni, The Bunkhouse Stampede, Flair and Horseman, Garvin, Bogey, Magnum, Dusty, Express Tactics, Turner, Bond, and Mid-South Joy World Championship Wrestling. Talking about the great years of World Championship Wrestling, the NWA and Jim Rocket Promotions. Only first North, they win, look, Shivani's back again, World Title Split Off, Center Stage, Bischoff, Disney, Hogan, and Nitro, New World Order, and The Crow, Thunder Russo, Arquette Champ, Vinny Mac, Simulcast, Tony's back with Conrad, Not Your Classy Podcast, Watch Along, Try Not To Laugh, Lois Rules, Cat Bass, This wasn't the initial plan, Tom's like a good looking man, Klondike Bill, Make a Chair, Tommy, you come over here! Hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to What Happened When with Tony Schiavone. Tony, what's going on, man? How are you? Do you know how excited I am to do this show? Well, I know you're pretty excited. It's Clash of the Champions 31 from August 6, 1995. Ric Flair and Arn Anderson are taking on Vader in a handicap match, but the uh, Hulk Hogan vignette in this is fucking priceless. And of course, uh, I think we have, uh, the renegade in this thing. This is coming out of, wasn't it coming out of the bash at the beach in Huntington? Uh, yeah, Huntington. that's right. You guys had just done the bash at the beach on right. the actual beach in California. A. Right. And that's in our archives, by the way, if you want to listen to us call that thing. So now we're going to go in and uh, call this thing and guess what? We're going to go back to Daytona fucking beach. Do you think we can go anywhere else, but Daytona beach? My no. God. We're only allowed to go to Daytona beach. And you know what? I am mad at it. It was a good venue for us. I agree with that. Good venue for us. If it's a good venue for us, if you can put people in, if you've got a good building and good people that will help you promote it, why not do it again? Right? Tony, if we're going to talk about the show, why don't we play the show? Is Lois awake? Can we get her around? Can we get her to join in on the fun? I know you lost my six man belt, but if we had it, she could be our six man champion. If you could just have her shake a leg or something. Would you just, would you give that a rest? What her being our six man partner? No, no. The six man belt type thing. You mean when you lied to me, I didn't lie to you. No, you I still think... have it. And now, you know, you don't give it to me. You see how that's a lie. Do you see? Oh, no, no, no. But you know, before I bring Lois in, you know, what's not a lie. Well, I can't wait for you to tell us because I feel like everything you tell me is a lie. It's not how hard your dick can get with blue chew. Really? That's not a lie. How hard can you get it? If I was like, if you gave me a blue chew right now and you came back to check on me and say, I don't know, half hour, how hard would I be? You could rake it across the top of a beer bottle and unscrew the top. Holy shit. That'd be the new bottle cap challenge with my dick. That's what it would be. And there's only one way you can get it this hard. And that's by blue chew. And there's only one place you can get blue chew for free your first order for free and that is right here by listening to our program and that's a hell of a deal i can tell you that well i'm excited about it you know what i guess i'm most excited about is that it's made right here in the usa and you can get it in discreet packaging you don't have to actually go down and have an, have an uncomfortable conversation with a doctor in person you don't have to wait in a line at a pharmacy and have that cute girl give you your medicine here instead you talk to an online physician at bluechew.com they make it fast they make it easy it shows up at your house and man you're good to go how much does all this cost for us to just try it 
It costs nothing to try it. The only thing it costs really is the shipping, which is five bucks. But the pills are free. And you go to bluetooth.com. That's bluetooth.com. And enter this promo code. You ready? Here it is. I'm ready. It's a tough one. W-H-W. Isn't that a tough one? Yeah. That's easy to remember. It stands for what happened when. And there it is. Chewables from the USA. Blue Chew. Chew it and do it. Remember, as we said, chewables can work faster than pills, up to twice as fast. And these are the real deal, buddy. Get your dick hard, courtesy of what happened when. God, I'm so excited. I just I just love when our listeners have really, really hard dicks. That's right. As a matter of fact, it wouldn't it wouldn't upset us if you took some blue chew while you're listening to us. Really? Yeah. So should you and I take some right now? Mm, uh, well, uh, Lois is walking in here, and if I take some right now, she's going to want for me to forego this podcast and go do something else. Well, I'm not so. going to put that evil on you, Tony Shivani. So let's just go ahead and get the show. Let's not tell her. Let's keep our super hard dicks like a okay. low-key secret. You got it. Hey, Lois, come on in here. No, we're no, no, we're not talking about Blue Chew right now. We did. No, I'm not. No, come on in here. All right, here she is. Lois Shivani. What? Are you calling me? What do you want? I'm brushing my teeth. What do you want? A countdown? Okay, let me get this taste out of my mouth. Uh, toothpaste. All right, here's your countdown. Three, two, one. Play. It's Clash of the Champions on TBS. What a show we got for you tonight. <laughs> Speaking of hard dicks, Colonel Robert Parker. And a couple of guys from Japan and it's, oh my God is that can't be the road warriors. That was, and this, this is going so fast. I can't even, oh, Paul Orndorff is with us. Wonder if he's going to take on the renegade again. Like, he, oh, there he is again. The renegade. There's your favorite bunkhouse buck. I loved bunkhouse buck when yeah, he, I when, did too. in 2019, when he was called Mance Warner mm. and there, and look at this. Oh, the dungeon of doom later time, no show time and Arn Anderson. Ooh, Vader time. We come to you from Daytona beach, Florida and the clash of the champions. This is before, obviously, since this is 1995, right? August of 1995. This is before we, uh, we popped a big one. If you know what I mean? before we got real hot before Hulk Hogan turned heel and he would turn heel right in this building a mere year later. My God, we got Michael Buffer at the beginning. Wow. I mean, you're starting off with a bang. If you got Michael Buffer up front. Yeah. I can't wait to see what he's introducing. Mm. Oh, it's Colonel Robert Parker. Uh-huh. And M- Ming and Kurosawa. How about the outfit Ming's wearing? I think he should have worn this more. <laughs> Ming could wear anything he wanted. No one would say anything bad about him. It's like serious business. He should have just worn that through the airports. Yeah. Rental right. car place, hotel. Mm-hmm. I would, if I had that shit, I'd wear that shit everywhere. Yeah. And I would have loved to have traveled with him, with him wearing that stuff. Just wanted to see people try to say something to him. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, uh, God. Hey, you know what I've heard? What have you heard? Uh, there's a, 
and, and I haven't, uh, I'm getting ready to call some of the matches here in about a week or so. Uh-oh. Uh, I heard there's a pretty big star on the horizon in, in MLW. Really? Yeah. They're, they're new world champion. Oh, I saw that. How cool was yeah. that? I know. What's he called? The Samoan werewolf or something like that. Yeah. And of course you're talking about Jacob Fatu, I believe. Right. That's a, that's a pretty cool deal, man. I'm excited to see. I mean, I've heard a lot of people, Jim Cornette, most specifically put him over real hard on his podcast. So that's a good sign. Cause you that know, is, Corny ain't going to bullshit you. No, he's not. No, he's not. But he's going to call bullshit. If he thinks you're bullshitting, you're goddamn <laughs> fucking right. He is you son of a bitch. God damn. But of course we don't bullshit people here. No. On what happened when? No. no. Straight shooting, baby. Straight shooting. How about this combo of sting and road warrior Hawk? This is what kind of got me, uh, kind of got me, uh, confused at the beginning. I thought it was, uh, did you just open a can with your dick? I did. I took that blue chew okay. and boom. <laughs> yeah. Punched right a hole right in the top of the can. Is what you do. Yeah. Yeah. Look at those old guys in front. They're no longer with us. Uh, that's called the uh, blue chew row <laughs> or these motherfuckers are 60.com. <laughs> they're going to retire or die. What they're going to do. Hey, we like to thank everybody for what has been a great summer so far. Uh, Conrad and I go being going out here pretty soon on the road again. And, uh, we got some big announcements coming up for later on in the year, and we're just we're just having a good time going everywhere and talking to people and and making friends. And you know what I realized about life, Conrad, from working with you? What's that? It took me sixty years to realize it. Okay. Okay, it did. I was talking to my sister about this the other day because she has a my sister has a couple of grandsons and they're trying to make their way. They just graduated from college, and I said, you know what it's all about? It's all about personal relationships. Yep. And I didn't realize that until I met you, but that's what it's about. What, how, how am I getting the credit for that? I don't know. I just, you just opened my eyes to about how you interact with people, how you talk to people, how you get things done and you get things done by having personal relationships with people. That's how you do it. So that's what I've learned. So we've, we've gone around the country, you and I, not as far as we should have gone, but We've gone around the country because, you know, I got baseball and I got football and I got basketball. I got things I got to do. Uh, and we've gone all around the country and we have made these friends. They're all our personal friends are, and we've built relationships and it's helped our business. So I've learned that from you. Thank you very much. Well, I'm excited, uh, to do it again with you because we've just announced, I think everybody saw a few weeks ago, we've got the full schedule and lineup now for Starcast, and man, you're all over it. And, uh, I'm excited that you are, I think by now, everybody listening to this probably has seen that you're doing from undesirable to undeniable with Cody Rhodes. And you're going to sit down with Dean Malenko and sit down with the women of AEW, and, uh, and then you've got, and I think this is kind of fun Starcast karaoke. Yeah. Uh, as, as you know, I love to sing, uh, and I love to sing, uh, songs with good lyrics. So I'll be all over that. Why did you say good lyrics? Why did you say it like that? Just a little uh, tip of the cap to last week's bullshit you had me do. That's okay. That's fine with me, buddy. That's fine. Look at this thing. How, why? why uh, you know the history. I don't. Why? Where was Road Warrior Animal? He had a back the, injury. Oh, he did. He was okay. doing the Lloyds of London gimmick, getting a check. 
Yeah, he was gold bricking is what he was doing. Yeah, is that what it's called? Gold bricking? Nah, that's what it's called. He was fucking gold bricking. He was no more hurt than I was. Gold bricking. <laughs> gold bricking. Joe Laranitas, you're lazy motherfucker. Oh, you're being real hard on him today. <laughs> no, I love Joe. I do. I can't tell. I also love toe jam. Watch out. Look at this. Neither man's going to give a quarter here. How about love, this? I, Hawk and Ming. I'm telling you, as <laughs> Ming slip, just, you can look in those eyes and you, you think, he okay, beat me. yeah, is he working me or what? Serious business. Can you imagine if it came down to the last beer and it's these two guys? Oh, you're not going to get in the way. Nope. You can have it. I didn't want that fucking beer. God, I love Ming. I'm telling you, I always said, I think I've told you this story before. Uh, had I, had I, well, first of all, had I taken the job instead of Eric Bischoff running WCW, we would have been bankrupt lot, much longer than that before it happened. Um, but had I taken it, first thing I would have done, I would have hired Rick Steiner and Ming to travel with me everywhere. They would have been my guys. Anytime I do a contract negotiations, they're sitting in there the, with me. So just, you know, tough, tough guys. When did, uh, when did Mike Hegstrand leave us? That had to be, uh, in the early two thousands, right? Let me see. I think it was like, Oh three. Yeah. That wasn't long after we were, after he and I, you know, sit around and we're talking at, uh, in the uh, XWF, October nineteenth, two thousand three. Wow, God, that was like, oh shit! One of those kids that had gone too soon, man. Absolutely. Wow. Uh, he's moving kind of slow here too. Well, at least he was momentarily. How about uh, <laughs> what was that? What? I don't know. That wasn't, my, that wasn't on my end. No, I, I wasn't talking about a sound. I was saying Hawk went to move and then just stopped. It was like he did a stutter step. I'm going to oh, get this guy. No, I'm not. Yes, I am. Yeah, I know. It uh, Again, it, it seems like he is off a step here. He's he's moving kind of slow here. I don't know what's going on. I think maybe, it's the drugs. Yeah, maybe he's blowed up. It, you know, it kind of looked like it looks to me that he's a little bit smaller here than he was back in the TBS heyday. Oh, for sure. But I mean, how he can sustain that forever. Can he? No. I mean, it, it's almost impossible. I would imagine to look like that and travel all the time because you've not only got to be focused on your diet, but you've got to find a new gym everywhere. Oh, you're right, man. Yeah. He is blowed up something serious. Yeah. He's in, he super, even... he's in Terry Funk slow motion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he really is going up that time. Oh man. Let's see if we can find out what your boy, your pal. Dave Meltzer had to say, okay. Hey, so what did you think about, um, I don't know that you saw, but it certainly looks and feels like, you know, you're going back to WWE and oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> why are you starting this? We are not even through the first goddamn match and you're still, you're perpetrating this fucking lie. To, go ahead. What are you talking about? I'm trying to talk it into existence, baby. Okay. I mean, it could be AEW. I don't know. You know, it's like spin the wheel, make the deal for Tony Shivani right now. Okay. All right. But so I'm just saying, hypothetically, you know, 
we, uh, we saw big, big write-ups in the observer that were not too polite to Eric Bischoff when they announced that he was signing and, and going back. Do you expect Meltzer oh. to be nice when he does your write-up about no, you returning? I do, I do not. Uh, uh, wait a minute. What, what did, what did Bischoff, what did uh, Meltzer say about Bischoff returning to the WWE? It wasn't nice. Really? By the way, uh, this show got 7.9% thumbs up. So, you know, we're going to have fun with this one, but yeah, well, that means we, well, I'm sure renegade in the dungeon of doom tainted this entire thing. This uh, match we're watching right now. got negative two stars. Yeah. That's because, uh, our buddy here was blowed up. Oh, look at that shit. He landed on his feet. He landed on his feet before he connected with the clothesline. That's how blowed up he was. Holy shit. And it's called one of the worst matches of the year. This is? Yep. Yeah. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Now they're going to break his hand, break his arm. Kurosawa broke Hawk's arm. Yeah, I hope they don't replay that that clothesline, that finishing move off the top again, because that was terrible. Why? Because he landed on his feet before he hit the clothesline. Oh, oh. He lent, but knowing us, rack it up, rack it up. And here comes our trainer. This guy was a fucking knucklehead too. What was his name? Uh, it wasn't Danny Young. That was our second one. This is the guy they called Coach, and I can't remember who he was. But apparently he's got a broken hand, arm. Get away out of the way. Wow. I hear myself on your end. Just so you know, just a little bit. Do you really? Well, it's my new equipment. Is that better? I don't know. You know, it, was, it sounded fine forever. I'm glad you decided to fuck with it. <laughs> All right. I'll, I won't use this anymore then. No, we should have probably just tried it beforehand until I heard myself for four minutes and then had to tell you in the middle of the goddamn show, you know? Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Tony Schiavone here. Of course, I'm, I'm with Bobby Hannon and he's giving me some pro tips about how to get back in the good graces of Vince McMahon, <laughs> like he ever went back. Uh, but I think I'm going back. Of course, Conrad Thompson, that goddamn wrestling Illuminati mastermind. He's back channeling like he always does. And. I have it on good authority that Dave Meltzer is going to shit upon me in the wrestling observer. And Bobby, I, if you know anything, it's about Heenan being shit on in the observer. Well, I've been shit on the observer. The thing it is, Shabani is like, before you die, a couple of years before you die, shit on everybody, shit on everybody who was good. Your good friend. Well, talk whoa, whoa. bad are, about everybody. Are you saying that, that you talk bad about me? Cause I didn't keep up with any of the rumor and innuendo, Bobby. I never knew that you shit upon me. Did, did you say some bad things about me in a book or a shoot interview or something like that? Uh, blah, 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 blah. God damn. You talk a lot, Tony, blah, blah. It's my turn to talk here. Oh, uh, there it is. Look at this. Oh, <laughs> they come. oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my right. God. We got Kamala, the Zodiac. Yes. No, no. Yes. And the shark. <sighs> Look at all the fucking face paint. Do you see that everyone in the ring except Hulk Hogan has face paint? No, Hulk Hogan has face paint too. Jesus Christ. Oh, macho man. No face paint. At least he's dressed normal. <laughs> we were, thank God for the NWO angle. Fuck. We were, we were going downhill in a hurry. Weren't we? This is fucking terrible. Uh, well, 
There you go. There you go, Bobby. Uh, we're going down. We're going to hell in a handbasket here. God damn it. This is probably our last show. I'm telling you, this is our last clash of champions. This shit can't last forever. Oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. So just so we're setting the stage here, <laughs> this is the literal dungeon of doom. Yeah. And you, you guys are showing a set here that looks like the goddamn aggro crag from Nickelodeon. <laughs> and you've got this fucking fake smoke. It's unbelievable that this is a real thing, but we're going to see the literal dungeon of doom during the show. Well, you, you, you would try to do anything, right? I mean, am I wrong here by saying you try anything? Well, I mean, you guys did. All right, ladies and gentlemen, our cast of characters continues here. Uh, to my right, Dirty Dick Slater. He's probably drunk right now. Right behind me, Mance Warner's less talented father, Bunkhouse Bunk. And to my left, the biggest dick in all of wrestling. Well, I'll tell you something, little man. My penis is as tall as you are right there. And before I'm done tonight, I'm going to take the head of that penis and I'm going to smack Sister Sherry on top of the head with it. And if it goes blue, then that'll be fine with me because I have Buck here grab it and smack her on the head with it once again. See, I, they talk about me having a jump rope. I don't have no jump rope. I have a goddamn python. That's right, a python like Hulk Hogan's. Whoa, that's a little too much about your dick. Speaking of dicks, having a good authority, Bunkhouse Buck, that you're shot Mance Warner out. Yeah. Well, uh, let, let me say this. I'm from Huntsville, Alabama. That's how we dress in Huntsville, Alabama. That's how the mayor of Huntsville, Alabama dresses. And yes, we have dinner at the Conradison every Saturday night. We certainly do. Oh, well, that sounds great. I've heard enough of that shit. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing here, but let me just say this. I've done every goddamn angle before in my life. The good news is, like Eugene, I'm going to be dead by the time these two slapdicks talk about this. It's a shame that Dick Slater's no longer with us, like for yeah. real. Yeah. He was a legit tough guy too, you know. I mean, he, he died at only 67 years old, but I mean, obviously an old territory guy, but he worked fucking everywhere and did and drew money everywhere and was respected everywhere. And then, you know, you fuckers here with this stud stable horse shit. What's wrong with the stud stable horse shit? Well, it sucked. It did not. Yes, it did. This, uh, look, look, look at the, this is a cartoon character. He looks like he's trying to sell fucking fried chicken in a pressure cooker. <laughs> Seriously. It's the Jack leg Colonel Sanders. <laughs> you going to tell me Colonel Parker wasn't a Jack leg Colonel Sanders fried chicken in a pressure cooker. <laughs> Speaking of uh, pressure cooker. Look at there, oh, man. Every now and again, I decide I fucking hate diamond Dallas page. Now's one of those minutes. You're exactly right. Cause see, if, if I would, if I'd have been married to her. I wouldn't have gone out and wrestled. I'd have just stayed in the back and fucked her. Oh my God. That's all I'd have done all day long, all day long. And then of course, by the time the end of the day came, I couldn't, I had, would have had no energy to get to the door anyway. Well, look at this guy. That looks like he's related to you. That right there is an Italian sheet of own. By the way, it's a, it's Italian. It's it, not Italian. It's Italian. It was obvious. 
we didn't have to, he didn't have to do yoga for regular guys or DDP yoga or DDP. he didn't have to do any of that bullshit for us to know that DDP was the best salesman in wrestling. He just had to walk to the ring with Kimberly and we figured it out. Right. Cause how about this? That's an ugly motherfucker to be pulling Kimberly. And he, he sold it. It was yes, that, it was that, that spit that he had good for him. <laughs> it was that, that what that he had, he had, he had a rap. He could spit He had game. Get you oh, got up. it. I, so, I didn't know what you meant, but he, now I do. Well, is it true about the way Alex Wright was hired? Uh, I don't know the story. Okay. Uh, chat me up. Well, I mean, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's all rumor and innuendo. Well, that's what we're all about here. So tell me the story and I'll, I'll try to confirm it. But he was Barnett's favorite. I'm not saying they ever did anything inappropriate. I'm not assuming I'm not accusing anyone of any inappropriate behavior. Just that Barnett was high on him and said, this guy's going to be a star and, and really pushed for him. And I don't know if that's true or not, but one of the boys told me that is true. Okay. Yeah, that is true. Every time, not every time, but many times and, and, and Jr. will Jr. can, uh, talk about this too, because you know, Jr. and I were in the same meetings with Jim Barnett, and Jim Barnett really thought he was sensational. Really thought he had a great look. Really thought he was going to be a big star, and he uh, made he made it well known to the point. Sometimes it got silly, but we understood where he was coming from. I feel like Barnett gets a bad rap sometimes and it's just become a funny ha ha, but he did have tremendous contributions to wrestling, but I just found it interesting, not from a tongue in cheek, funny way that he saw something in Alex, Wright Others didn't. And then Alex went out and performed. You mean in the ring? Yeah. Yes. Okay. okay. I want to want to make sure that you and I are on the same page on that. Uh, let me say this about Jim Barnett. Okay. I'm glad that motherfucker's dead. Okay. All right. Uh, more, we have more, uh, you know, he just, I've, I've, I've brought the story up many times on our podcast. He just made it his mission during the, his final years before Eric fired him to make us that were trying to put television shows together as miserable as possible. He instigated shit. I don't know if he was getting old and senile, but he, he made our job more difficult. And I didn't appreciate that. And when he, when Eric fired him, Eric called me in. He said, I need to tell you something. And I, he said, what? I said, what? He said, I'm firing Jim Barnett. And I literally jumped for joy. Eric says, well, I wanted to tell you that because I knew that would make you happy. And I said, uh, I would ask if I could put a boot in his ass and kick him out the door, but I don't ever want to look at him again. So... Not many people had heat with me in, in the business, but he had heat with me. And he knew that, too. He, was always, he would always say out loud, well, Tony's mad at me. He won't speak to me anymore. And I just fucking ignore him. I've never heard you so fired up. Well, I, 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 I don't appreciate anybody, you know, because I, 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 I think that I work hard and I have a great work ethic. If anybody tries to undermine that just by being a dickhead, that, that's, that's just wrong, man. I mean, we're, we're all a team. We all work together and he was undermining me and undermining all of us. So he was causing more turmoil than he was helping matters out. 
And what was he fucking doing anyway? During these last couple of years of WCW, what somebody tell me what he was doing. I can tell you not a fucking thing, nothing, but just trying to be cantankerous to make it look like he was working. Exactly. Yeah. I know people so. like that. <sighs> what? I said, I know people like that. Oh, okay. All right. You're still hearing yourself back here. No, you, you corrected it. Okay, great. I like when we do our troubleshooting on the air for everyone to hear. It really right. conveys the message I'm trying to get, which is we don't give a fuck, boys and girls. We do. Now, I'm going to, okay. Now, <clears throat> boys and girls, I got this brand new thing called a roadcaster, which is a very nice uh, a piece of equipment here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing about? I just. I'm going to, I'm going to turn Conrad up to me and I want to see if Conrad, if you can hear yourself coming back. So keep talking for a little bit. Okay. I just wanted to think about, you know, that story I told a few weeks ago about you in Vegas when you Chuck Woolery'd and I thought you were going to nickname that girl diamond, your roadcaster. Oh, whenever we get to go on the road. No, wait, 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 she's your roadcaster. Talk about something else here. Okay. Okay. Let me ask you if you, I'm going to, I'm going to play something for you. See if you hear this. Okay. All right. Did you hear that? Yeah, it was very loud and very annoying. And I'm glad it's over. <laughs> kind of like me when I'm doing wrestling. No, I said over. Uh, okay. All right. See, you know, what's funny is we've started to tape some of these podcasts to try to get ahead. Right. I guess we should peel the curtain back for everybody and, and tell them that. I said, uh, Hey man, let's tape like three a week this week and try to get ahead. And you said, we don't need to get too far ahead or I'll be fucking dead before they air. And I said, then I'll make some real money <laughs> with this Shivani podcast. And you replied, question mark. I said, it's like Elvis or Tupac sold more <laughs> once they were dead. I guess what I'm trying to say is the only thing keeping me from making some real money with my Shivani podcast is well, Shivani. You know, Shivani. <laughs> Uh, you know what, what's sad about it is, is I agree with you. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. It makes me happy. Uh, so what do you think about this match so far? I think it's got diamond Dallas page in 1995. Let me just tell you if it's got DDP in it and it's Mm -hmm. before 1997, I don't want none. Oh, really? I don't want none. Just because the way he's dressed. No, I just wasn't into it, man. It looks like a. The world's worst fucking power ranger right here. Yes, that, that is a very good description. I feel like, like if you, if a, if a third grader drew a wrestler and used yeah. like markers and construction paper and glitter and Elmer's glue, they would draw a diamond Dallas page here. But his look didn't really change that much through the years though. I, I oh, mean, he started wearing jeans and boots and t-shirts and that was better. Yeah. All right. Kevin Sullivan's got an opinion about it. I don't know if you hear yeah. that. I know he does, but as always, he's much too short for us to hear him. Kevin Sullivan about that? fired Jim. up about it, boy. Yes, sir. Alex Wright could, you know, with the exception of, I know what Jim Barnett wanted, but Alex Wright could do some pretty good stuff. Wait, what are you saying? You know what Jim Barnett wanted? Jim Barnett wanted to have sex with Alex Wright. Oh, I didn't know that. See, I hadn't of heard that. He, of course he did. You don't, you don't, you don't, it never had to missile drop kick. I didn't ever, I didn't even know that, that he was inclined that way. I thought, I didn't know. 
not Barnett. I mean that Alex Wright. I don't. No, it, no. I, you, I didn't say Alex Wright was. I said Jim Barnett wanted to have sex with him. He, uh, uh, he fantasized over him. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, of course he did. I'm sure he fantasized over a lot of guys. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, come on. What? Come on. He fantasized over a bunch of them. I didn't know that. <laughs> he didn't know. I didn't know that. Shit, you know everything, dude. Look at that belly-to-back German suplex. No! With the bridge! Oh, then, well, I'm sorry. I had that wrong. That's the gut wrench suplex. What does it Ooh. matter? Yeah, well, it does not- matter because because if I get him wrong, Meltzer's going to write about it and say, Shivani doesn't know he's moved like the young kids do. Wait, wait. He's going to write about it because? If you watch some MLW coming up in August. It is August now, Tony. Oh, it is? Yeah. Well, then he'll write about it now. <laughs> <laughs> this is, every week, I just have to remind you. <laughs> what it's do you not mean? All, it's, well, not, it's definitely not July 8th at 604 <laughs> Eastern. And it's definitely not. It's not? No. Oh, well, phew, I better change the calendar then. My calendar's behind. It's August 5th, you dodo. Is, if, you're is on, that, if you're on Patreon, it's August 7th if you're not. I, I, how could you get this so fucked up, Tony? I don't know. I, I, well, it's my age, Conrad. It's my age. Oh man. He just yeah. went, fell out on his butt. That had yeah. to hurt. I know Jim Barnett come and rub some dirt and spit on it. Why, why are you being like this? Cause he's a miserable fuck and I'm glad he's dead. Oh, okay. Fuck God, him. You're being mean. Fuck him. It's just downright mean. Fuck Tony. him. Anthony, you're going to have to calm it down. Yeah. Calm it down, Anthony. Well, you know, there, there was a guy that worked for Vince named Dick Glover. You ever hear of this guy's name? Dick, Dick Glover. Glover. Yeah. Dick Glover. Okay. Dick Glover was a good guy. Dick was a good guy. Speaking of dicks, uh, the guy to my left, guy to my right, Arn Anderson, the nature boy, Ric Flair, they've been going up and down the road a lot. And the nature boy, I want to talk about this match. You got coming up two on one, two on one. Did you ever do a two on one with two girls on your one very large, ample penis. You're doing this one. Woo. Let me tell you. Woo. I had the biggest dick in all of wrestling. Woo. Tony Schiavone had this big trophy. He was going to give me for having the biggest dick of all of wrestling. Woo. And did I show up? No, I didn't show up because I went to the hospital. Arn, I ain't saying the motherfucking word, Put the microphone in front of me, you, you bald little fuck. Here's this. Okay. Uh, when they say that a grasshopper can pull a freight train, hook him up. That's the only Arn Andersonism I know. Honey, could you get me a zero bar? <laughs> How oh. about a frosty? Go down to the vending machine and see if they got a zero bar. <laughs> huh. I'll be I'm going to, I don't I'm even gonna, know what a fucking zero bar is. What? I, I mean, I, if I don't know even know what they look like. Oh, come, come, oh, bull fucking shit. You don't know what a zero bar is. No. Is that like for old people? Is it no. Like keep you regular or something? <laughs> oh, I just looked it up. Okay. It's okay. Uh, wait. How do you pronounce it? Like the first one? Well, it's like, it's not peanut. 
not almond. It's, it's not nougat. It's not white fudge. What's the other word? What's the other ingredient? <laughs> Buffalo cum. No, I don't know. What? Oh, well, hang on. Calm down. Damn okay. it. Klondike. C A R A M E L. Pronounce it. Caramel. Okay. You thought I was going to say caramel. Well, there's a lot of people who do. They say caramel okay. or caramel. Caramel. Yeah. Caramel, nougat, white fudge. That's a zero bar. Go down and get me one, bitch. Whoa, you're coming in hot. <laughs> uh, God, I love zero bar. You've never had a zero bar? No, uh-uh. I'm uh, pretty predictable. Don't... When it comes to my uh, my gimmicks, I'm pretty predictable. I, I think the Kit Kat's underrated. Yeah. I think Reese Cups can do no wrong. Uh-huh. Be hard for me to shit on a Butterfinger or a Payday or even right. Snickers. But outside of that, I'm not venturing too much. You like them fudge rounds too, don't you? I've never intentionally like went to the gas station and gotten one. As but a never, ute, though, I've never bought a box of fudge rounds, but as a ute, they'd be at my house and uh-huh. I was all about it. Right. Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. What a Man. great heel character. Oh, you got to wonder if he didn't have the, the arm injury, what could have been? Yeah, no, I agree with that. And I'm really surprised after the arm injury and, you know, then he was injured. You know, he was, uh, he did something for us where he got hurt in the ring, you know, very late in his career. Uh, I, I'm, I'm surprised he didn't, he didn't retire long before he did. I mean, I'm not saying this to be, I know this sounds ugly, but he probably needed the money, right? And it's one of those deals where being yeah. in the ring pays a lot more money than, than working backstage. Sure. It does. So if, if you're trying to pay for some things, you got overhead, you got ex-wives, you got a mortgage, you got whatever you got to pay for that shit. Wow. Promotional consideration paid for by judge dread the game from a claim. They're out of business. Tick tock, tick tock. You want a slim Jim snap into it. Ooh, yeah, man. I, I really wish. I would have been able to voice that one Oh, okay. because that fucking clock going back and forth, that could have been the way Coon tried to hypnotize people to do a podcast with him, <laughs> you know? Well, you here's know? the, here's the, here's the brutal thing about a podcast. It's not that I'm an expert at it. You are. I'm not an expert just, at it. Oh yes, you are. You are. And let me finish my thought here. Hey, okay. All right. Sorry. Are right, you are. And I just kind of tagged along with you riding your coattails as it were. But every fucking jack leg in the fucking world thinks that they have a pod, thinks that they have a good podcast. Yeah, that's true. When they don't. Uh, it's, it's a Tony Schiavone. What makes a good podcast? What makes a good podcast? Yeah. Haven't been there. Okay. <laughs> so the, okay. That's the most Bruce Pritchard answer ever, but I'll take it. <laughs> okay. No, it is. It is. Because everybody's got their own opinion. I get it. Everybody thinks they're a Siskel and Ebert, if you remember those guys. Sure. But, uh, you know, Meltzer was very good at being able to put words together and have very being very readable. So was Wade Keller. You know what Back- I just realized? What? If I was the ultimate warrior of podcasting, which is not if- exactly a compliment, but if I was, uh-huh. Matt Coon would be my renegade. Would he not? Yeah, he would. Like, um, judge Jeff Jones. He hates Matt Coon and, uh, he calls him, um, BWO Conrad. Wow. So not, 
So like, um, you know, the wife got a, a Ranger over this year and it was really? this year. Yeah, it was this year. And, uh, Jones said that the new Ford Explorer is the quote NWO Range Rover where the grill kind of looks like it. And the letters on the hood kind of look like it, but it's not right. She called it NWO Range Rover. And so then one day someone called Matt Coon NWO sting <laughs> online or NWO Conrad and, uh, Jeff screenshot it, sent it to me and said, no BWO Conrad. Wow. Well, you know, everybody thinks they can do a podcast. Not everybody can. Not everybody, not everybody is lucky to be hooked up with Conrad Thompson and be able to go back and look at this stuff. And I feel very fortunate and I feel very fortunate that I'm able to watch this match with you because we've seen the renegade, uh, and Paul Orndorff before try to go at it. Paul, uh, did all he could with this kid. Yeah. It's unfortunate because. He was saddled with a bad gimmick yep, and, uh, putting a, an unwinnable spot, a bad spot. And you know, you go, you're trying to live your dream and you're on TV and you're a professional wrestler and you're a champion and you're making probably more money than you've ever made in your life. And then one day it's over and you're not happy about the legacy and where you are in life now. And it's another tragedy in wrestling. Yeah, it is not unlike Matt Coon, really <laughs> another tragedy in wrestling. Yeah. He, he did our great opening theme song. I still think this is the best theme song in podcasting. The one we have here on WHW. That's all what? him. Yeah. So he's got some talent. Oh, a ton of talent, but you know, he just channeled it in the wrong way and was yeah. shilling, um, jack off machines and shilling jack off machines. <laughs> Oh, a that's a, that's a one in life. Well, well I shield hard on pills. So, but, but not jack off machines, jack off machine. I wonder if I'm sure there's, there's guys out there who are, are testers for jack off machines. Don't you think so? No, no, no. Oh, they'd have to, because it, Somebody could stick their dick in one of those and get electrocuted if they didn't test them out. I mean, I don't think they test them on humans. Well, they trust them on. <laughs> what do they test them on rats? I mean, I, <laughs> okay. We need to know. Somebody needs to send us on Patreon some sort of message about how they test these jack-off machines because i gotta know meanwhile we're gonna go to a break three two one. Oh, we're back from a break what the fuck are we doing did which, the match which, end and we just and we didn't know it by the way the diamond dallas page alex Wright match got two and three quarter stars uh this renegade match got uh, a dud rating right uh, renegade wins with a cross body from the apron into the ring uh, right there. there. Yeah, we missed it. We were, we were yucking it up and we missed the finish. Sorry. And we talked over the pe- renegade match, boys and girls. <laughs> it's pretty apparent. We didn't miss much of anything. No. By the way, this got a 3.5 rating. If you're curious. That to me, it doesn't sound too good. 
The main event got a 2.1 rating. Mm-hmm. All right. I need to ask you a couple of things here, Leon. Are you as big and as bad and as obstinate and hard to get along with as people say all over wrestling? They say you are not a nice guy. That's exactly right. Mean Gene. Cause I wear my tights backwards. You know, why I do that so I can fool people into making them think I washed this shit. Nothing you see on me has been washed since 1992. It's 95, me, Gene. It's 95. That's the reason that the horsemen are in a handicap match. Not because I'm trying to squash them. Not because we're trying to bury them. But because neither one can be in the ring with me for extended time. Not because I'm going to hurt them. Not because I'm going to potato them. But because my gloves are so stinky. You can ask Bruce Pritchett. He would say, I don't get sweaty. I get frothy. I'm old. I, I thought I smelled sardines and baked beans, and you're saying it's really those gloves that smell that way. What about the crack of your ass? How does that smell when you put that big power Vader bomb down on them? I want to know that. Will you stick around, Gene. I'll let you smell my ass for a dollar. You see, my mask stinks. My gear stinks. They're going to have to have conversations with me about watching it. But I don't give a shit. Do I look like I have laundry skills? There's no fucking little teddy bears and fabric softness in my bag. I'm bringing pain to Arn Anderson. One stinky blow at a time. I'm bringing hurt to Ric Flair. One stinky asshole at a time. But most of all, I'm mad because I got to smell my own mask. I'm walking around like this. Oh, take a look at that stinking motherfucker right there. The one and only Vader. Sardines, baked beans, doesn't matter. The motherfucker stinks. I don't have to go in the ring with him, and I'm glad of that. All right, let's go back to Tony Schiavone and Bobby the Brain Heenan, two motherfuckers that love each other. Clash of the Champions on TBS. All right, we're back. Clash of the Champions. We just have uh, sprayed the Lysol around here as uh, Leon White has gone. I'll be talking about that tonight on the hotline. How much does Leon the Bull, Baby Bull White, smell? I'll tell you, fans, it stinks like some old dirty pussy. And I should know because I had plenty of those in my day. The older they get, the more they stink. And I'm not talking about me. Let's go back to the ring. Well, uh, wait a minute. one 900 1-900-909-9900. 1-900-909-9900. We're going to get Diamond Dallas Page on here in a few moments to let you know how much hair is down below on Kimberly, if you know what I mean. 1-900-909-9900. And also, don't forget, T-shirts are for sale at LoisRules.com. That's at LoisRules.com. Tony Schiavone's behind on the phone calls. Phone calls that he's making now are just kind of back in April, so we're about four months behind, but he will call. Please buy the shirts because Tony needs so much more money than he's making right now. And how about this promo here? Yeah. Look at who they're deciding to feature in this horrible fall brawl promo. You had Zodiac, you had Shark. It's unbelievable. Well, I would tell you. They're putting me on camera a lot here. I got to tell you, but the fact is I need to be on camera a lot. And the reason I need to be on camera a lot is the fact that I'm making a whole lot of money. That's right. I was one of the guys like Bobby, the brain Heenan, like Jesse Ventura before me, even like Hulk Hogan, like many of the guys who came from the WWF. I asked for a lot of money. You know who got me that money? Barry Bloom got me all that money. That's right. And Barry Bloom is still getting people money today. 
You know, I had no idea that Barry Bloom was Mean Gene's agent. I'm not so sure if he was or not. I was just kind of ripping on him there. I think he was, though. He may have been. I know he was, uh, he was Ventura's. Famously, everybody knows that one. Yeah, but I think maybe he was. The Sherry Colonel Parker angle, I thought, was was very entertaining. Really? Oh, yeah. What did you like about it? Well, I liked, and we've had it, we have it back in the archives when they, you know, they, they, he, she got five minutes with him. Remember at battle bowl or I think one of the, uh, one of the events and then did that frog splash on him on the top. I just thought it was very entertaining. Okay, cool. You didn't, you didn't think it was, I, I said, cool, look man. At, that, look at that. Isn't that great? Well, he's forcing himself on a woman. You can't do that. Oh. Well, he paid for it. Didn't he? Well, he should be arrested. Yeah. Well, look, wow. Look, look, wow. You getting excited? Yeah. That's, there was a lot to like about her. Is that blue shoe kicking in? Yeah. Just a lot to like about Sherry. You want to show it? No, look, look, here's what, here's what was a lot to like about Sherry. She was, she worked hard. She worked hard on her gimmick and she was believable. She was believable. You thought that woman's fucking nuts, right? And it was believable. He's going to try to kiss her again here. Oh, look at me. I was rather handsome right there. Wasn't I? What do you think? Uh, kissing Sherry tasted like, <laughs> uh, tasted like, uh, probably tasted like, uh, French fries and, uh, and chili pups and crystals. Hmm. I was going to say, uh, cigarettes and regret C- cigarettes and regret. Okay. That's see, that's why you're the podcast champion of the world. I, I, I got to tell you the chili pup deal. Uh, huh. I dated a girl once who, uh, claimed to be like half ass vegan. Yeah. Like she wouldn't eat beef and she wouldn't eat pork and. Obviously she's not around anymore, but, um, here's the deal. If you want to eat beef and pork, there's other things you can put in your mouth either. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I, I get that. So I, I get that. she would eat chicken and she would eat fish, but when she would get drunk, uh-huh. well, then she wanted to go to a crystal, which oh. if you live in the North, they call, they call yours white castle. Yeah. Right. But down right. here at crystal, they sell a chili pup. So it's like this miniature hot dog yeah that has chili on it right that's everything that this girl was against but when she got drunk she would ask for one and you would put it on her boob and eat it off of it i would no i've never had a chili puff i, I think a chili dog is fucking gross now oh no 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 I'm, you, I'm you, totally you, you don't expect me nor anybody be- listening to this podcast to believe that you have never eaten a chili pup. I'm telling why would I lie? Listen, I'm a big fat fucker. I'll own what I eat. I, I, I didn't eat that. I am out. Okay. You don't buy it. Yeah. That's okay. Um, here's the deal. Sometimes you get real drunk and you forget about what you've eaten. Happened to me. No, no, listen, I've done that with, uh, with crystal, like cheeseburgers. Phew. But I think if you go to crystal and you don't get cheese, you're a monster. 
Yeah. And I think if you go to crystal and you decide to get miniature chili dogs, you're a monster. They got miniature chicken sandwiches now at crystal too. You ever tried those? Yeah, those are okay, but I'd, I'd prefer not. You just, you just straight old crystal guy, crystal cheeseburger guy. Yeah. I don't even want your shitty French fries either. Just yeah. the regular old cheeseburger. Is it me or did, did Sherry look like she's kind of, uh, I don't know, kind of spent right there. Kind of out of it as she was walking to the ring. I think her entire WCW run, she did. You think, think that she, was, she a- was with heat. I feel like, you know, like 90, 95, 96, whatever y'all let her go too. but 95 and 96, she just, I think she's struggling. Yeah. Just all strung out. I didn't say that. Well, you know, again, I, I, I've, I've mentioned this many times. She was very polite and very nice. And she would always say, Hey, Mr. S, how you doing? That's about all she would say. And she'd walk by and you would always think there was. Because she's thinned out too. Yeah. There was something wrong. Her weight would fluctuate a lot. She's, uh, she's thinned out right there. Yeah. But, and she would walk by you and go, thank you. How you doing, Mr. S. And then she'd go out in the ring and become this, you know, this banshee in the ring. And, um, it was, she was, uh, I thought she was an incredible performer. Who were her gentlemen callers? Uh, that I don't know. I really don't know. You, you probably know who fucked her more than I did. Well, you're using some real rough language. Well, why do you use gentleman caller? You, you do realize what this podcast is about. Don't you? Uh, What's it about? Okay. It's about being honest. Okay. Okay. Did I say something that wasn't true? Well, no, but you, you just kind of, you're putting these fancy words on a gentleman caller is a guy that would, would fuck her. Right. Is that what we're talking about? God damn, man. You're coming in real hot today. Oh no. Okay. Well, we just, that's just different between a gentleman from Huntsville, Alabama and old redneck from the mountains of Virginia. That's just what that difference is. Okay. Okay. So who fucked her? I, I don't know. Come on. Yes, you do. I wasn't there. Listen, you're asking me who was doing this. I'm 14 when this well, you, happened. You, you said, who's her gentleman caller. It's not like, you know, that somebody was banging her in the back room or something like that. No, I just, I mean, I don't know who she had relationships with. Did she ever date one of the boys? Like, no, not that I was aware of. Well, that's what I was asking. And you're being weird. I always look, I always considered, and this is probably wrong. And I, I don't want anybody to misconstrue this, but I always thought I always considered Sherry and Medusa kind of like one of the boys. Yeah. Cause they could work. Right. Cause they, they because they were performers in the ring and I, I, they weren't, you know, they weren't valets and I know they use Medusa's a valet and obviously Sherry was with them, but they really weren't in, in reality, they were workers. And so I always consider them one of the boys. That's why when I went out with Medusa and went out on the, to a movie with Medusa, it was just like me hanging out with all the guys. But then you gave her the milk dud. <laughs> I didn't give her the milk dud, but I wish I'd have had that idea. It crossed your mind. You just didn't have the sack to do it. <laughs> Why would not you just tell the truth about that? That you wanted to, but you didn't have the balls to, but to try to, you know, advance your situation. No, I, I, uh, no, it's not that I didn't have the balls to. I didn't want to. 
how come, how come you were okay? How did I'm just, I'm newly married. So I need the advice here. <laughs> how could you sort of justify in your head when you would go on the road and you would do what you did with these women oh, who were a victim with, of human trafficking in oh, these Asian massage parlors, you know, oh you and Ric Flair and Arn Anderson and road, oh animal, my God. you know, those women what? were, you know, they're, they're been sold into sex slavery and you're fine oh. with that. But when it came oh. to Medusa, then all of a sudden you have a conscious, like, uh, oh. what happened? Why, why, why are you talking like this? How so? Why you, who, t- who told you this? Ric Flair tell you this stuff about me? Yeah, oh, he, he's all, he's always told the truth. You last week or a few weeks ago on the show told the story about you and Rick Flair and Arn Anderson. No, I did not. <laughs> yes, you did. I did not. Yeah. Now, I mean, Arn sat in the car. So you told me, uh, I don't remember that story. Okay. Okay. I guess we're all, I guess we're all just liars, you know? Well, well yeah, apparently on that, on that. Uh, count you are. I, uh, what about, the hey, time, what about the time that pop pop told me that you got a hold of a couple of 70 year old ladies? What the hell? You're out in the middle of nowhere out West. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. <sighs> I mean, I don't know. Put I don't know. If I, I don't know if I am going to get a job with the WWE or AEW, but I better get it fast <laughs> after these stories hit. <laughs> Uh, don't worry. I gotta, I gotta stop doing this shit. It's all theater uh, of the mind. Uh, Jesus. We're trying oh. to, we're trying to entertain people, make them laugh. Yeah, and we, and we do. And, and we, and for the people who, that we bring some sunshine and some humor and some fun in their life, uh, that means a lot to us. Meanwhile, what do you think of this match we got right here? It's got bunkhouse buck in it. So I fucking hate it. Okay. I hate everything gotta- bunkhouse buck ever did. Why? I don't know. Some rational hate. I've, I've, we've talked about it here on the show. I just have an irrational hate for bunkhouse buck. And I wish I'd seen more oh. Dick Slater because yeah. I hear that he was a man and a half. Yeah, he was, but I, I mean, I don't know much about him. I, I mean, I just don't. Hmm. Hey, you want to ride a bike? <laughs> you want to go on to hog wild? <laughs> you want a big part of Eric Bischoff's vanity project? Ha <laughs> We're going to go to Halloween Havoc afterwards. Oh, that's when we were giving away a Harley. Wow. You know where I'm at in my life, Tony? Where? I'm shopping for vacuum cleaners online. <sighs> I'm reading, a- I'm reading vacuum cleaner reviews. <sighs> Just get a Dyson. I've had those. How about an Auric? Have you had those? No. Have you ever have a Royal? No, I'm not old enough for that. Okay. We still got a Royal here. A Royal what? Vacuum. Oh yeah. Royal pain in the ass. I like, I'd like bunkhouse buck. I thought he was, I liked the character. I liked the way he approached his business. I thought his interviews were in line with the character he was portraying. I liked him a lot. I really did. You sound pretty excited about him. Well, no, I don't need, need to. Well, maybe I was excited about, I was excited about good characters. I really was. Cool. I think that's real cool. Yeah. I, I had a lot of time for him. Yeah. I hated him. Hated him a lot. Don't want to watch him at all. That's, that's, there's nothing. 
I'd like there's to turn no, it off now. I want to turn it off now. There's nothing logical about this. Look, the guy is the guy was good. The guy could do some stuff. No, no, I believe you. I'm allowed to not like him. Had had working, you know, had cowboy boots on, uh, jeans, working man's gloves on. You were suspenders. thinking about this. Some people don't like you. Oh, I know that. Well, then why are I, you why, why are you so tore up about it? Well, I've just tore up about Buck because I thought Buck was a pretty good guy. Oh, man. Sherry kind of hanging over those ropes there, wasn't she? Boy, I tell you, Sherry was the first lady in wrestling. I was like, I don't know what it is, but I kind of dig it. And now that I'm an adult, I'm like, I definitely don't know what it is. But <laughs> Yeah, I, I, yeah, she had that, uh, that factor about her. Factor? Yeah. Okay. The, the kind of factor that you're in a strip bar, uh, and let's say, I don't know, Gunnersville, Alabama. And you're thinking, why in the world am I here? But I, I can't leave. I'm just, I'm mesmerized. That factor. Mesmerized. You say mesmerized. Mm -hmm. She was, she was mesmerizing. That's what she was. (laughs) Colonel Parker. Oh, here she comes. Tag her in. Here, here she goes. Whoa, uh, here she comes. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> How great is this? This is tremendous. Oh, that elbow. Yeah. By the way, you want to guess uh, what this match got on the rating? Uh, one and a half stars. Negative one star. Did it really? Yeah. Wow. Parker wouldn't attack her while she was down. When she finally recovered, she suffered amnesia and was in love with Parker and started madly kissing him as he fell backwards and was pinned after the match. She chased him down the aisle, and started ripping a shirt off. Terrible match. Funny angle. Huh. Funny angle. I like it. And this is the spot, I guess, where she hit her head. Cause she's out. Either that or she's had one too many somas. <laughs> The latter may be true here. Oh, she's getting up. There you go. You don't need to check that arm three times. I love that Slater's got his boot up. Like throw her into my boot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that face into my boot. (laughs) And she pinned him with a lip lock. First time ever. Maybe. Can you imagine standing in the back as the agent? Okay, Booker T. Here's the here's the creative for tonight. Your manager is going to get so hot and horned up that she has to have this elderly man across the ring. So she's going to jump on him, and he's so excited to get that sugar, he's just going to lay there and take it and get pinned. How do you explain that to Booker T? Uh, he explained it to him. Say you'll get paid on Friday. I don't know if that's always enough for book. <laughs> Maybe not. Actually, I do know that's not enough. <laughs> Uniquely qualified to know that. Yes, you are. But they still didn't know where the hard cameras were. Whoa, here she comes. Well, 
And that's what caused her to get amnesia or hitting her knees like that. It's amazing how many of these sort of non-wrestlers managed to slip out of WWE, whether it's main gene or Bobby Heenan or Sherry Martell or so many good ones. And yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. They all came like, it was like a train one after the other. Yeah, well, I tell you, I made it. Jimmy Hart, you made it. The man right here, Hulk Hogan, made it. And uh, the Ultimate Warrior has not made it as of yet. We're going to bring him in in a couple of years, and things are really going to go downhill. That's exactly right, baby. And things are going downhill at Jimmy Hart's world-famous Tiki Deck. I'm telling you what, baby. Every hotel Hulkamania runs wild at is out of business sooner rather than later. Don't you get it, Hulk? You shouldn't run a Tiki Deck. We know something, dude. There's probably lots of things I shouldn't run, like a train on my best friend's wife, if you feel what I'm talking about, brother. But when I really dig down deep in her, she's going to find out what a real love sponge is. <laughs> and I'm here to collect all the cash. You might say I'm going to love sponge all the cash out of WCW, and then I'm going to stick it right down in my bank like right there, and then I'm going to parlay it into a TV show that's going to ruin my family. That's right. Hogan knows best. Hogan knows best how to get paid by these marks running wrestling companies, brother. But dude, I've been hanging and banging everything from my friends, wives to main events to that big, stinky, nasty, 900 pound giant man. And listen, Jack, when I'm done with this wrestling shit, I'm going to go play bass for Metallica. Everybody knows that the Foreman grill was supposed to be mine, but I missed that phone call because I was out hanging and banging with Jimmy Hart. You see, Jimmy Hart's not only my weed carrier, Jack, he's also my condom carrier, Jack. And listen, when you got a 24-inch python, that's a full-time job, dude. Well, I, uh, I, how come someone like me, I know I'm older than you, I get it. How come I can't hang and bang with you? Are you serious, dude? I could choke you and three of your friends with the thermos, man. It's not about what you can or you can't do. It's a matter of what I can or can't do. And I can do anything I want. I can do my friend's wives. I can sell out Madison Square Garden. I can open a pasta restaurant without investing a dollar. I can open multiple t-shirt stores that just sell Hulk Hogan t-shirts in 2019. I'm not talking about a web store. I'm talking about real estate, Jack. That's what I'm doing, dude. Because Hulk Hogan is an industry and everybody knows that I'm on every Mount Rushmore, man. Whether it's the Mount Rushmore grills, whether it's the Mount Rushmore rock and roll, whether it's the Mount Rushmore, the NWO. Well, I have to agree with you, Hogan. Of You're course on everybody's you agree. Of yellow and red, black and white. The green is what I'm here for. You see, mean gene. The green is what it's all about. I'm not talking about money. I got plenty of money. I stick it in my underwears right here. I got more money than I got dong. And everybody knows I got dong for days. It ain't a thermos for nothing, dude. What I'm talking about is the marijuana. And show them, Jimmy. Yes, I like Hulk Hogan and Jimmy Hart. We're going to ride this horse till it breaks on TBS. The fuck are we doing? <laughs> we're, we're having a, we're having a blast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're here uh, with uh, Jobber Shivani, and uh, I have it on good authority that this is a gimmick. This is an angle, uh, much like uh, Buff Bagwell and Judy Bagwell. Uh, this is a perfectly abled kid. This is, in fact, 
Tony Schiavone's youngest, the jobber of the crew. We're not allowed to say his name, but you know who he is. And here's a hint. It's not, I don't know how to tell you this, but it's not Chris and it's not Matt. So maybe you're starting to get some clues and, uh, this kid's mouth probably works, but I'm not going to put the microphone in front of his face, uh, just for fear of what he might say. He might say the ultimate warriors, his favorite wrestler. We might have to hire him. Uh, please don't say that you love Bret Hart or Owen Hart or diesel or razor Ramon or anybody on the other channel. Uh, you're a bald fuck. Uh, well, that's exactly right. So, uh, I can tell that, you know, whatever disability you have, it's not with your wit. Yeah. yeah. You're, um, uh, I know you fucked my mom. Well, I'd love to, I, I'd make a good new dad. You see, I, uh, I'd like to get to know her a little better. We're going to go to hell for that one right there. Oh uh, yeah. I'm your new dad. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I heard you're looking for a new dad. Little buddy. You want to play catch? I am a real catcher. No, not like my brother Lanny's a catcher, but a real one. See, I played with the Cincinnati reds back before I did pretend fighting. Uh-huh. And I'd like to, uh, see if I can't pin your mom. Well, get this old creepy man away from me, please. Macho man, you're here. Are you competing or are we on the dating game here? We've been talking about Chuck Woolery a lot here. Is this a, a love connection for, for this young man and, and yourself, his mom and yourself? Oh yeah, that's exactly right. Jobber Shivani. I need you to know Lois is your mom's name, right? Yeah. Uh, Lois. Yeah. Coming home. Can you dig it? I'm going to snap into you like a slim Jim. And then you got a new dad jobber Shivani. You see, I'm going to teach you all the things you need to do. The real slim Jim, how you shave your nether regions. Oh yeah. How you ask him to snap into it. Uh huh. How you lock your ladies in a closet. I'm going to treat your mama. Good. Uh, yeah. I don't know about that. Locking women in a closet jobber Shivani. Do you, do you really want your mother locked in a closet? Yeah, anyway, anything to get away from that guy who will never be a Major League of Baseball announcer. That's all my dad ever wanted to be. Uh-huh. Well, uh, I have it on good authority that your 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 real dad, he uh he can't even call Major League Baseball, but this man here, your new dad, he actually played Major League Baseball. So, now me, I I know all the boys and uh I I can show your mom a thing or two about a clear one. <laughs> <laughs> clear one. Oh my God. What was this? What was that all about in reality? I don't even remember. What <sighs> didn't he get? It was a little boy whose last name is Diaz. He has muster, muscular dystrophy. Uh huh. And they're trying to raise money with the next pay per view. They just ran a promo earlier for Fall Brawl and it said MDA. So they oh, brought out a kid who's suffering from muscular right. dystrophy. And uh huh. Got uh-huh. it. Well, that's nice. Meltzer would say, Okay, go ahead. What would Melcher say? Then Randy Savage did an interview with Thomas Diaz, not Milano number four, a poster child for March of Dimes with WCW vowing to give $1 out of every pay-per-view order next time to the March of Dimes. I hope they don't raise the price $3 to make up for that. Although that could end up being 200 grand. It was clear. The kid wasn't a wrestling fan and was being exploited to get the company and Savage over which is hardly unique in wrestling, but it gets more disgusting each time it's done. Yeah, I agree with that. It's fucked. I shouldn't have done it. Yeah. 
ex- exploitation is, has always been running rampant at wrestling. But the deal is if they were going to do it to a Shivani, I'm glad they did it to the J O double B E R. But you know, I, I have a problem with, I have a problem with, with all, I mean, it, it's done not only in wrestling, it's done in, in all sports, you know, there, a, a player or an athlete, it's not going to go out and go to a children's hospital unless there's a camera there. That's not true. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. John Cena does it. Well, good for John. Then I stand corrected. Now, how do you know he does it? Uh, Sue Aitchison. Yeah, I know. I know who Sue is. She told me. Uh huh. Why would she lie? I don't think she would lie. I don't think either. Wow. You know, Sue. Yeah. She worked in the WWF, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah. I remember Sue. Yeah. She was there when you were there. She just went yeah. to the hall of fame. Wow. That's good. She good deserved it more than everybody else. Probably. <laughs> so John Cena goes to children's hospitals without a camera following him. Yeah. That is tremendous. Good dude. Yeah. Not like you, you know, <laughs> but it's, I guess it's, a, this is the shit on Tony part of the program. How? Uh, well, you just said, unlike you, well, you just made fun of a kid in a wheelchair, bro. Well, that's no laughing matter. <laughs> I'm going to come to your house and kick you in the dick. If you press that again. <laughs> Everybody listening to this hates that. Really? Yeah. They hate this. They hate it a lot. <laughs> okay. I just had some new toys to play with here. That's all. Would you stop it? I will. I won't do that again. We don't like it. Okay. Actually, that one was kind of good. Uh, nothing like a rim shot. Say a rim job. Oh my Sullivan, my son. <laughs> we are stuck in this terrible, smelly, rat-infested warehouse in South Florida. We're all sweating. There's no air conditioner. We all stink like Vader's gloves. But they have us here with no script, with no direction. We're just putting down one of the biggest angles ever in WCW in 1995 that will culminate with us throwing the giant off. Where did he come from? Holy shit. He just showed up. Dude, this is the best. When Hulk Hogan comes into the dungeon of doom, I'm going to let the listeners hear what he's saying. Brother, I held your whole army at bay. The shark, the Zodiac and Kamala brother. Bring them all out. Let them feel the power of Hulkamania right now in the dungeon brother. As they fall at my feet, you'll feel the power. And then your most powerful possession. Bring him to me. Bring the giant to me. I fought giants before, and I can't wait to fight your most powerful warrior. Because that's in stone. Only Hulkamania will live forever, Taskmaster. You don't understand. I will destroy Hulkamania. Because I am the son of a giant. Get out! 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 Get out!
to be clear, Vader just did a run in and he's now beating off Kamala and the giant, the Zodiac. And now the giant is going to stand up to Vader here. Somehow sting the macho man and Jimmy Hart all found the dungeon of doom too. And they're here to make the save for Hulk Hogan. From the one true immortal. So the giant is the true immortal because he's the son of the giant and he pulled off the, uh, the crucifix necklace, right? Something else. How about these judge Dredd commercials still inside of the WWE network version? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Odd pockets. Mm. Now you told me that that's your nickname for lady parts. Is that still the case? No, that's not lean pockets are lean pockets is what you call them. Yeah. And I go in to try to get a tune up and a lube job. So you'll go into Lois's room for the big a and you'll say, Hey, I'm here for the big a and she'll laugh you out of here. Right. And then you'll say, well, what about a lube job? Yeah. And then she'll say, uh, what about not? And then you say, what about you? Give me some of that lean pocket. Yep. And what's she normally say there? She'll laugh. So, but lean pockets, your go-to name. Yeah. Lean pocket, lean pocket. Yum. Um, uh, why do you, why do you call it lean pocket? Uh, I, I need to go back to this dungeon of doom thing. Please do. Here. There's so much to talk about. <laughs> um, when that thing aired, <laughs> okay. <laughs> when, when, when that thing aired on Saturday night, uh, I did not react the way Eric wanted me to react. Uh, and he called me on it. We were at Hulk Hogan's house. And I remember Eric saying we were all at his home. We were all talking about where we're going from here. And Eric says, when I watched you react to that, I thought if I could come through the TV set right now, I would choke your ass out. I remember him saying that. And I said, really? He said, yeah. I said, well, just one well, that maybe I'm not the right man for the job here. And he said, I, I didn't say that. He said, I was just angry about. It. So now Heenan and I are overreacting now to it. Um, it was, uh, it was one of the memorable moments of my tenure working under Eric Bischoff, his reaction to my, what he said, lack of reaction at angle. But in, in my defense, it was stupid. What could you, yeah. What could you fucking say? What could you fucking say? And, and I was, maybe I needed more guidance on it before I, you know, plunged into it. Uh, but I didn't get the guidance and I just, you know, did my own thing and, um, but it was stupid and, and it was, and what he made it even more stupid was what you were just saying just now. And that was where did sting and Jimmy Hart and Vader show up in the dungeon of doom already. And if they showed up, why didn't they show up before Hogan and beat the fuck out of King Curtis there? Well, I mean, how can you do a run in, in the dungeon of doom? <laughs> Uh, well, but you know, that was, this was a, this was a Kevin Sullivan idea. It really was. So the, if he would have said, when you said, I don't know that I'm the right guy for the job. Uh-huh. If he would have said, you know what, Tony, you're right. I accept your resignation. 
Yeah. How would that have? Well, well I wouldn't have gone over well at the house, um, but I would have survived. I, I survived anyway. Look, I'm still surviving. I feel like you, uh, in that era, sometimes you would just say shit before you thought. Yeah, you're right. I did. Why? I don't I just, I don't know. You talking about on air? No, I'm saying like you've, you've talked about how, and, I, and I've seen you, you know, when, when there are employment opportunities, you just, you're real flippant about it. But yet when you're in there and they're like, what do you think of this idea? Even if you think it's shitty, you say, oh, it's great. Yeah. But then you would half-ass it. And then when you get called on it, you're like, well, fuck it. Maybe I'm not the right guy for the job. Yeah. It's almost like you sort of low key wanted to be fired. You, you, you didn't have any confidence in it. So you were like, this isn't going to last anyway. So fuck it. I'm out. Yeah. There's a lot, uh, there's a lot of truism in that. There really is. My, uh, the, the confidence in, I've never had an abundance of confidence in my work. And that's why this, uh, podcast and getting to know all these fans has been such a treat for me because they love you. And I never got that. And you never thought anybody did. No, not at all. That's that's sad. No, it's, it's not sad. It's real. It's, it's true. It's (sighs) love the helmet, man. Wait, I guess we should tell everybody you're not talking about your penis. You're talking about Vader's helmet. He's come right. Yes. Vader's helmet. I mean, you probably love your helmet. I don't know. No, I didn't love that either. I had his. I had as little confidence in my helmet as I had in that helmet, in my helmet. So, so you were suffering from a lack of, <laughs> you, you had a, a helmet confidence deficiency. Yes. Uh-huh. HCD. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a known disease. It is. Hey, have you called little- Luke Gallows and asked to borrow money yet? Uh, no, I haven't. What's the whole but- up? What's the hold up? Uh, I'm going to do it right now as we're talking. I'm going to yeah. text him. So, hey, fucker, can I borrow some money? Let's see what he says. Okay. Of course, we can't text Carl Anderson because we've never met him. We, we've never met him. How about Vader? It looks a little glittery. It looks a little shimmery. Bruce will call it frothy. And we've uh-huh. got a handicap match here, boys and girls. It's two horsemen and one Vader. Oh, and one Michael Buffer. What's crazy is Michael Buffer probably made more than everybody else. Yes, he did. Did you ever hear what he got made per show? Uh, what he made there's show? the rumor. And then there's what Eric says. What does Eric say? Like five grand. Okay. That's, that's what I had heard. What was the rumor though? hundred per show. Yeah. And I always was like, that's not real guys, but I think some of that is from buffers camp, you know, where if, if they convince everybody that his normal rates a hundred, but they'll cut you a deal and do it for 25, then all of a sudden they've sort of Jedi mind fucked you into thinking that you got a deal because you paid five times the rate, but you thought you paid a quarter of the rate. Isn't that weird? The way that shit works. It is weird. Well, what did he say? I can tell you're, uh, you're pausing because you can't fucking talk and text at the same time. It's your advantage. He, he hasn't responded yet. But you sent the message. I did. I said, hey, you big fucker. Can I borrow some money now? And then a couple of 
emojis. Uh, yeah, that'll yeah. go over well. <laughs> oh well, here he is, Pop Pop. You're, you're you've been sort of hardcore shitting on Pop Pop these last couple of months here on the show. Yeah, I have. Wow, you didn't even deny it. Just yeah, yeah. I don't want to, but I'm. I'm I didn't still t- very. I'm, I didn't still, tell you to. I know you didn't. I know you didn't. But I'm still very kind of. Uh, <sighs> You're like butthurt about Starcast for me, aren't you? Yes, I am. <clears throat> yes, I am. And you know I am because you remember my reaction when you told me that he could not show up. It was you, not a pleasant one. You went in a full blown conspiracy theory. Mother. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. And I was like, dude, he's in the hospital. Yeah. And you were having and I, it. And I said, yeah, who owns the deed to that hospital? I bet it's Who's Vince, the doctor. I bet it's Vince McMahon. <laughs> I bet you that hospital is licensed to Titan sports. I bet it's not even a hospital. I bet it's a medical facility. <laughs> yeah, I got over it. And now I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to make light of it to try to get over more. When we played the uh, clip, uh, on social of you going off about the eight-year-old in the crowd who thought they were going to marry his daughter. I showed it to the wife. Uh huh. And when you said, uh, I'm going to fuck up your star cast. She fucking died laughing because <laughs> she knows how just out of your head you are about it. And when you yeah. snuck it in, she just thought it was the funniest thing ever. <laughs> Oh, I got a text back from our buddy and anything for you, brother, Tony. Well, there you go. Boom. Damn. What are you going to ask for? 20 G's. No. You got to make it big. You can always come down, you know, <laughs> go See, big. that's, that's why I'm glad I met you. You can always go down. What are you thinking? You can always go down. I don't know how many times I said that on my dates. I can always go down. You can always go down. What are you thinking? What are you going to ask for? I'm not going to ask for any money. I was, I was being no, fun. I know. I know, but we're doing it for fun on the show. Okay. Ask for a uh, crazy amount. Okay. I'll hey. ask for 150 grand. Yes. Okay. Hey, listen, I'd really like to pay my house off <laughs> 150 grand and well, I'll put it on a, uh, a 35 year note. <laughs> pay 2% interest. Dude. Hit it. Let's just see what happens. <laughs> okay, I'll take. <laughs> <laughs> I love that we're doing this while Arn Anderson is trying to figure out how to avoid getting stinky. <laughs> you know what Arn's thinking as he's circling the ring right now? God damn, we'll need a lot of zero bars tonight. <laughs> Or Frosties. I think Arn Anderson's like officially the most underrated wrestler ever. Yeah. I wonder if Arn, if Arn was six inches taller, had a full head of hair, and Ric Flair didn't exist, he'd have been champ forever, wouldn't he? I say Arn Anderson could have been it if if he would have been coming up during the sixties and seventies, could have been every bit as good as a, a Harley Race. Fuck Jack Dory Br- Funk. Come on. That's right. Dory Funk, Jack Briscoe, all those guys who were world champions back then. Because he could have come into your territory, which is what the world champion did. Sure. He could come in your territory. He could cut a hell of a promo. 
on your top baby face. He could make your baby face look like a million bucks, and he could still walk away with the title from your territory and piss you off. But you'd come back to see him because you knew that the next guy in would be able to beat him. But he wouldn't. But he'd come back again. And that was the magic of the world champion back then. The magic, you say? The magic of being the world champion. (laughs) He reply? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can't read this. One. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me happy. Uh, sure would like to meet Carl Anderson one day. I hear he's a great guy. I hear he's a great guy too. It's a shame that we'll never, we'll never we'll, know. We'll never know? get to meet him. I know. And I, and after I mistake, I was uh, made a mistake and thought bad money slim was him. He probably would never want to meet me now anyway. Yeah. He'd never speak to you again. Yeah, I know. I mean, they can't even really blame him. You know? Yeah. Fuck, I don't want to, I don't want to know you, you know? Well, you guess what? I do. Not only do you know me, you and I get together on a weekly basis. Each and every week we sit down and tape this podcast. Hey, and later this month, you're coming over. Yeah. When is that? Uh, you're going to be here the, uh, 27th and 28th of August. You, uh, no, you're right. You came over last month. <laughs> we had a great time. Yeah, we did. God, <laughs> you know, I my, forgot all about that. Uh, <laughs> I was so, I was so fired up with texting Luke Gallows that I forgot all about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was fun, man. Thanks for that big surprise too. <laughs> yeah. And how about later this month? We're going to be at Starcast. Yes. How about that? So excited. Right? Right at the end of this month, we're going to be at StarCast, which begins on the 29th of August this month and goes through September 1st, Labor Day. I'm real excited about it. I'm sure you are. You know who else is excited about it? Who's that? Matt Schiavone. Really? Oh, my God. I think Matt's great. Yeah, is he really excited? Did you see the uh, the big announcement a couple of weeks back? John Moxley's going to be with us? No. Yeah. Doing a panel with JR, doing meet and greet should be pretty roll tied, my friend. That that'll be tremendous, absolutely tremendous. Did you get the email from Matt with all the new ideas he had about backstage area? I did not. Okay. See if you can have him send it to me again. Okay, I will. I didn't intentionally ignore it, but as you know, I have fifty three thousand unread emails. I, I I've seen your inbox. Yeah. I was sitting next to your desk one day, and I saw you pull up Gmail, and it said inbox hundred and fifty comma. And I went, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm doing my best though. Yeah. I got a lot going on. He has some good ideas. He really does. Well, I mean, about how to make it better in the back of course. Cause that's where, I mean, you know, it's as you know, you, you didn't know this, but you know, now, and I knew it from working in wrestling all those years backstage at a wrestling event, be it an autograph signing or an actual event matches is nothing but a big clusterfuck. That's all it is. And it's how you handle that clusterfuck is how you escape with your mind intact. All right. And there were times backstage at Starcast in Vegas that you flipped out. I did. Oh yeah. That's okay. I don't remember flipping out. Yeah. You flipped out. That's all right. Give me an example. Dave Silva says Conrad wants to meet with all of us about the the show. I said, what the fuck does he want? 
oh, he's upset about something. And I went to see, he said, no, everything's fine. So what the fuck's going on here? So apparently you just flipped out for like a second and then you cooled off. No, what I was mad about, talk about it later. Yeah. I, I know what it was all about. Yeah. The, the yeah. fuck in the other room, the sound guy being asleep at the fucking wheel, uh-huh. paid that motherfucker an arm and a leg, fucked it up at Starcast one, fucked it up at Starcast two ain't coming to Starcast three. See, you flipped out. That's okay. Well, no, but here's my thing though. I needed somebody who we know is not an incompetent fucking, Hey, how about y'all watch the goddamn show? Make sure it sounds good. Yeah. Well, I'm in here being a fucking zookeeper. That's the worst part about running an event is you don't get to see it. I know you don't. I know you don't. Here we go. Irish whip on the big man into the corner. Oh, have a player was smart enough to duck it. Oh, came back for one. Uh. What did this uh, match get? How many stars does this thing get? Dude, you don't even want to know two and a half stars. Uh. So overall, this was not a well-received event. Let me run through the ratings. Negative uh-huh. two stars, two and uh-huh. three quarter stars, dud, negative one star, two and a half stars. Yikes. How about that? During the show, they constantly tease that they're going to have an Emmy award-winning uh, sportscaster be one of the announcers for WCW Nitro on uh, September 4th at Mall of America. Of course, that's Steve McMichael. Yes. And of course, uh, Bobby Heenan is like, is it John Madden, Bob Costas, Howard Cosell, or Don Meredith? Huh. Of course it's, I, me. I remember Steve McMichael, you know, playing for the bears, but I don't remember him being an Emmy award-winning sportscaster. I guess he won something in, in the local in market. Yeah. In the local market. Yeah. yeah. And here you see flipping out Rick Flair and Arn Anderson, and that's going to set up their singles match at fall brawl. And you can see Aaron ain't too happy about him popping off. This is good stuff here. These guys have been together for what at this point? 10 years? Forever. Yeah, well, this is what, 95? They've and been together look at for this. 12. Stops 12. him. Kurt pulls him back in by his hair. Yeah. Look at the crowd. They're into it, man. Oh, yeah. It's, it's good stuff. They've been together actually for about 13 years by this time. I just realized Flair's wearing one of the boots WWE borrowed for me and then lost. Motherfuckers. Want me to send a text to Gallo, see if he can find it. Finally, when Vader had Anderson pinned with the Dr. Bomb, Flair, who was right there, didn't make the save and Anderson was pinned. Flair and Anderson, Anderson argued after the match before Flair slid out of the ring. Anderson's facial expressions were awesome. The match told the story, but was too short considering who was involved. The match was originally booked to last 18 minutes, but the undercard went long and these guys had to rush through half the time, which no doubt hurt what they were trying to do. They've only got eight minutes, but of course we still got to get our shit in here with the Hulkster. What do you think he's saying? He's probably saying, yeah, we just came from the dungeon of doom. There was a lot of smoke going on and I wasn't smoking it. Ooh. And i smell bad. Yes, you do smell bad and you smell bad. You smell bad. He smells bad. Little fucker holding the microphone. He smells bad. This whole show smells bad. I'm out of here. So we end up with the clash of the champions. It's going to try to sell you fall brawl. It's going to try to get you hype for, um, nitro. Did it, did it accomplish either one for you? Nope. Alrighty. Nope. 
We didn't do a good job with the show. Not at all. No, it's a shitty show. Shitty show, you say? Yeah, it was a shitty show. So long, everybody. We'll do a uh, credit roll here, too. Nope. We, we're out of time with that. We're just done. Hoga talked over the whole thing. Yeah. I I was never a big proponent of credit rolls anyway. Yeah. Why should anybody get credit for the work they do? Fuck them. No, you get paid. You get paid. You get a paycheck. That's your credit. Not having your name and lights. And Have you ever... You know, Marvel's done a good job of now after the credits roll in the movie. They do know, a little help. scene at the end. They, yes. But you ever sit back and just looked at those credits? Yeah. They're, they're, like, they're silly. They go they, on they are, and on forever. That's ex- they are they they talk about it. They give everybody a fucking credit. Well, I was in it. I drove them to get uh, their weed. I should be in it. Yeah, we'll put him in as a driver. That's bullshit. So I never did believe in credits. You know, when I worked for, I don't, I don't, Vince doesn't do that. He's never done that. Has he? I don't think so. No. Your credit is your paycheck, but enough of the credits. That is clash of the champions. And that was in the midst of 1995. A year later, we finally got it right. And would lead to, uh, our three biggest years ever at WCW. What'd you think? Of the, of this show of the clash of the champions. I thought it sucked. Oh, okay. Yeah. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't a fan of the clash of the champions anyway. I never was. Why not? I was, I was, I liked the weekly show. I thought the clash, I thought when we started doing the clash of the champions, it made our Saturday night show, uh, mean less. Does that make sense to you? Well, it did mean less. Well, the, the best, the best, the six Oh five show ever was before was way before there was ever a clash of the champions way before there was a nitro way before there was a thunder. So the best, I mean, clash of the champions started in 87. So you're saying That's right. the best six Oh five was 85 and 86. Even before that, okay. even the, even the Gordon Soli era back then, that was if I can borrow this old term, that was must see TV back then. So you're and saying it really went downhill when they hired you. <laughs> oh, I knew you twisted around motherfucker. What did I say? That wasn't true. Okay. No, no, it didn't go downhill when they hired me. I think, uh, I think, uh, we had some great years before the first clash of the champions. Cool. You know, I mean, it's, I, I always, I just think. It's, it's a lesson the wrestling business needs to learn. What is that? It's a, it's an, okay. Let me, let me uh, rephrase it. It's a lesson. The sports sports and entertainment business needs to learn. I think. And that is don't keep shoving shit down that little hole. Oh, like a Montana musket loader. No, 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 no. Uh, that was, that was a bad analogy. Uh, don't just, uh, because somebody loves something doesn't mean you got to just give it to them and give it to them and give it to them. 
That's what, not a bad analogy too. But what if you like giving it to them and giving it to them and giving it to them? <laughs> uh, I just, I, I just think that I, I think you can run things in the ground. I do. I think you can give the people too much. And, uh, I mean, <sighs> fuck. You could see every motherfucking baseball game, every baseball game on TV now. What's wrong with that? That's not it too much. And if you don't want to see it, guess what? They have the speed up versions of the game and they got the highlights and they got, there's just too much. There's too much. There's too much going. If you have so much going on, nothing means anything. That's my thought. I know that's old school and that's probably thinking is wrong in this day and time, you know, it's very old school. And yeah, as you were talking, I was wondering, you know, how you were managing because this, I mean, you sound real, real old. <laughs> oh, I, well, I am real old compared to you. No, I'm just saying like, like dangerously out of touch outdated no no i'm not oh yeah yeah no i'm not i'm not dangerously out of touch but i just think you have to i'll give you a perfect example i college basketball now having trouble with the exception of the of the big schools like duke north carolina the big basketball schools virginia the big acc schools they're having trouble filling the arenas. You know why they are? Because everybody can watch from home. That's right. That's right. So the question is, is are we putting too much out there for the fans to see? But isn't that true for wrestling too, where, you know, you see live events, you know, they're down with WWE. Right. But it's because you can watch it on TV. And I know some people say, oh, but ratings are down too. You can. Right. Right. Is that your wife's ringtone? Yeah, it's my wife's ringtone. You have so you changed her. Oh wait, hang on. The text message tone is "I love yeah. you." Yeah, this the ringtone ring is, is the wicked, wicked Witch of the West. Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah. You gonna answer? No, uh, no. I'll answer. I'll call her back after we're done because we're just about done, aren't we? I don't know. I'm having fun talking to you. Yeah. Uh, oh, hang on a second. Oh, she hung up. That's what you wanted anyway, right? <laughs> yeah. The goal is to let it ring enough to where they just give up. That's like, right. It's like a test of wheels. Exactly. I got a couple of wrestlers. I do that too. <laughs> really? They call me every day trying to get booked for Starcast and mm. can't do it. So it's easier to avoid them. So here's I get the it. thing though. I think that live, like I would rather watch, I'm a season ticket holder for Alabama and have been since, oh, Four, okay. five. So I've had them a long time. It's my 15th season with them, but I go less and less. I didn't go to a single home game last year. I just gave them all away, but I don't want to give the tickets up because they're, as you know, really fucking hard to get. Right. But at the same time, man, I'd rather just watch at my house. Does that make me a bad fan? No, no, because what they, what they have done, they have made your home, the best seat in the house. They have. They, you, 
You don't have to deal with the parking. You don't have to deal with the drunks. You don't have to deal with the Shivani's, uh, <laughs> the Shivani families, crying kids, obnoxious fans, people standing up in front of you. The weather, the weather, standing uh, in line for you got, uh, a beer or to piss. Right. I got uh, all my food. I got my chair. I got my drink. I got my toilet. I got my dogs. And, uh, I can drink and I don't have to worry about driving and my car's in the garage. Right. Well, I've often said, you know, because I have covered since forever, I've covered a lot of events and I'm not talking about only wrestling events. I'm talking about major league baseball games, minor league baseball games, college football games, NFL games. Um, I've covered a lot of shit, Uh, all-star games bowl games. If I were not working those games, I would never go to a game. Never. The only reason I go to the, it's, that doesn't mean I'm not a sports fan. I am, but I would never go to the game as a fan. I can be a fan. Just like we're saying the same thing. Just like you're saying right in front of my, my television. So, but I just don't know if, you know, we, we look at raw now and, uh, and I, and I've discussed this with Bruce and I've discussed it with Bruce even before he worked there. I don't know if you have or not, and I'm sure you have that. I think sometimes that, uh, and I even thought back, I thought nitro, a three hour nitro back in the day was too much. And I look at raw and I think well, three hours is too much, but I understand why they're doing it because they get paid to do it because that's what they want. That's probably the, the, the highest rating USA gets all week. So if they want three hours, they're going to pay for three hours. You do three hours. But sometimes I just think it's too much. And you'll look at a show and you'll look at a three-hour. You look at some three-hour shows, you think, hey, they're good. But you look at some three-hour shows and you think, man, that's just too much. Too much going on. Because if too much going on is going on, nothing means nothing. And again, the Clash of the Champions was one of those little notches that made WCW Saturday night, as Dusty called it, the mothership, made it mean nothing. And when Nitro got on a roll and Thunder was born, it meant less than nothing. It was a waste of two hours every Saturday night. Because when you when you hear talk people talk about uh, 6.05 on Saturday night, they don't mean 605 Saturday night in 1998, 1999. They, they talk about 605 on Saturday nights in the 80s is what they're talking about. So, listen, I, I've, I, have, I have come around with the times. I really have. But I believe there's the time you have to step back and say, are we giving them too much? And I don't think people are doing that anymore. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen, Tony Schiavone walking outside yelling at clouds, uh, <laughs> like grandpa Simpson tune in next week for more of this sad, slow descent. No, no, I'm hip, man. I'm hip. <sighs> so here's the thing, Tony. Nobody even says hip. Oh, okay. What do they say now? I'm cool. Nope. They don't say that either. Okay. What do they say? I'm natty. No. Okay. What, what's the word then? Tony Schiavone slaps. I'm um, slaps. No.
Okay. You're using it wrong. Okay. WHW slaps. Tony Schiavone slaps. How about I beat that pussy up? Uh, I think we're desperately out of time. (laughs) Yes, we are. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Tony Schiavone, and I'm not too old because I'm still very, very young. Hell, I'm not even 62 as of yet. But by the time this podcast airs, I might be dead. We'll see you next week on What Happened When on the MLW Radio Network. And as always on Mondays, for our good friends, our fans, our family members on Patron. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Yes, hi, this is Thurston Howard, and I'm just here to tell you about my friend Tony, and Bruce, and Eric, and JR. Yes, the boys have uh, something going on over at BoxyGimmicks.com with new items each week. It's the official store for what happened when, something to wrestle with, 83 weeks, and grilling with JR. So go on and get your gimmicks for the wrestling fan in your life. And you know what, if you can, uh, treat yourself, yes. Herbert, bring the car around and fix me a drink too, there's a good lad. And by patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday. Want to be a low-key big hog or glass bottom butt rider? How about a member of the Hot Tag Express or the Slapdick Nation? Yes. See, over at the club, we are all members and we're all welcome here. And we have great perks. They have great perks for you. It's what club members do. It's how we are treated. Fairly. With benefits. Uh, Something that other people won't have because, well, they're far inferior. Not that I'd say that we are better, but let's just say we enjoy the good life. (laughs) Herbert, where's my drink? And by LoisRules.com. Get all your t-shirts for what happened when right now over at uh, LoisRules.com. We all love Lois. She's very cheerful. Not sure she's allowed in the club, I think. The last time she was here, she was thrown out. Something about a bottle of Jack Daniels that, well, we didn't have. Of course, us Patreon members uh, don't drink Jack. We're much better than Jack Daniels, yes. Speaking of Jack, Herbert, where's my drink? And by Starcast 3. Starcast is returning to Chicago on Labor Day weekend. You can bet that every single Patreon member for what happened when will be there. I expect those chaps with those, how do you say, very loud suits will be in attendance, and we encourage you to come too. It's August 29th through September 1st. For more information, go to starcast.com. Oh, and that reminds me, join Tony and Conrad live in Wayne, New Jersey, Saturday, September 28th at 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. You can go over to the Tough City Indoor Sports Center. That's over in New Jersey. I've never been to New Jersey. Hmm. There's probably a good reason why. I expect from my, my penthouse I can see New Jersey, but do I dare venture to to New Jersey? Well, yes I do. I'm a Patreon member and therefore I must go. Anyway, be part of the GoPro Wrestling Show. Tickets at TonyAndConradLive.com And damn it, Herbert, where's my drink? Did Lois take it? What about Buffy? And bring the car, Herbert! Damn it, bring the car!